in our studio is a um, well-known community leader from Crown Heights, Brooklyn, who um, has uh, taken a role in uh, a story, in a uh, situation that has uh, gotten um, a fair amount of publicity. And we'll explain that situation in a moment. Uh, uh, Rabbi Yaakov Berman is here in studio. And uh, as I said, he is uh, a leader in Crown Heights, Director of Operation Survival, which is a drug prevention program in Crown Heights. Welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Good morning to all your listeners. Thank you for having me. Appreciate that. And the story, the, uh, the story is about a restaurant called Meat. And Danny Bronover, who's the owner of both Basil, which has become a massive hit in Crown Heights, and the new restaurant Meat is with us live via telephone. Danny, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you very much. A pleasure. How long has Basil been around? 2010. Wow. So, and, and from what I hear and from what I read, uh, it is still at the top of its game. Absolutely. We try very hard to keep it this way. And uh, with the nine days having just been completed, I'm sure it was a banner summer for you. <laughs> yeah, there was a total madhouse. Yeah, we, we kind of like to keep it steady. Those peaks drive everybody crazy, but it's okay. We welcome everybody. Okay. Um, the uh, the geography of Crown Heights, Basil Rabbi Berman, is the first kosher establishment on the north side of Eastern Parkway. Would that be accurate? It's not just the first kosher establishment on the north side of Eastern Parkway. It's the first establishment, which I would say is a new um, fancy... Uh, oh, like a destination restaurant. Like a destination restaurant, exactly. It changed the kosher face at Crown Heights. And Danny broke the ice, and he has another uh, bakery also. If you, you know, he also has the bakery, wow. which is on Albany Avenue, which I, I was there Friday, and people come from all over the tri-state area. Also to, on the north side? Uh, yes. And and this opened up, this basil situation from nine years ago, as you just described, opened up Crown Heights to an array of original, interesting destination-style restaurants. Correct, for Jews and for non-Jews. Right. If you go there any given day, you'll see Jews, you'll see African-Americans, you'll see... All different uh, groups, you know, types and groups of people that are there and eat together. It's a beautiful sight. In fact, I've seen some of those restaurants in Crown Heights advertised as, you know, delicious fare, and and it happens to be kosher, like that type of attitude. Correct. Uh, you've probably seen a tremendous amount of change in the neighborhood, Danny, over these last nine years. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. What they call gentrification, but in general, it, it, it it's very different. And but the mere fact that People from outside, the people that don't move into the neighborhood but just use it as a destination, that, that's, that's very interesting. Yeah. And that, that has never happened before. I mean, this was very rare. People were actually scared to come to Crown Heights, people <laughs> from Flatbush. I, I had a neighbor from Israel that had to spend some time by his relatives in Flatbush, and I invited them to my house in Crown Heights. He looked at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. They say the same thing about Delancey Street till I update them about what the situation really is now here in Lower Manhattan. Um, that's right. And, and so it's a destination restaurant must be a massive compliment for you, obviously. And that continues obviously until this day. And you should continue to have the strength to keep on going with basil. Now we read that you have had this desire to open a meat restaurant affectionately called meat. Now, how close is this geographically to basil? That's about five blocks more North. Um, so as I'm looking at the map, we're talking about near Brower Park, like in that type of area? 
Right after. It's basically Bergen and Kingston. 123 Kingston Avenue is the address. So it's literally, I think it's if I'm counting right now from memory, it's about five streets over. Right, and two blocks from the park I just mentioned. All right. Right. So now this is a little bit more north. This is a little bit more of a neighborhood not known as a Jewish neighborhood. As much as Crown Heights has really expanded in every direction, right, all four directions, Crown Heights has really expanded from the central part of Eastern Parkway. Um, still, once you get to certain areas, it, it, there's a, there's sometimes a feeling that that the expansion is going a little too well, and that the and and that the people who are living there at the time, um, you know, are, are wary of new people moving in. Would that be a good way to put it? And from from my recent experience, very much so. I mean, people are afraid of change always. I don't necessarily know if there's any specific rationale to it. It just, you know, any change sounds scary. It is interesting to me that it is, I mean, as I'm looking at it, it is pretty far down. It is, it's, it's quite a distance north. Right, right. But that's, you know, it's, it's actually probably less daring uh, to go today to be there than uh, Basil uh, nine years ago. Right, that I agree with. No, I think everybody would agree with that. All right, now, right. is the restaurant open already? What stage is it at at this moment? Well, the restaurant is not open. It hopefully will be uh, officially open on this coming Thursday. Oh, uh, it was, nice. We had, like, like basically we did all kinds of, you know, uh, testing and, and trials and invited some friends to, to taste food and experiment. And uh, and then we had to deal, of course, with this whole mess that you briefly described before. Right, which we'll talk about in a minute. So you, right. you, you, I mean, someone could actually place a reservation and come this Thursday night? Uh, pretty much. It will be. I mean, we have, we, we use this system called Resi, which is like the high-tech reservation, online right. reservation system. And uh, yes, very. I hope very much that very soon it's going to be open. All right, and so, I mean, sometime today, actually, probably. And just to, for another moment on the restaurant itself, g- give me the specialty. You know, we we know of restaurants that have built their reputation on the specific types of meat and different types of uh, you know accoutrements that go along with that meat. How would you describe your I don't know signature item or what people should travel many miles for to the meat restaurant? Well, it's, it's very it's very different because uh, first of all, from the sourcing of the meat, age, treating the meat through aging, and and cooking the meat on a, on a char unique charcoal uh, grill combination oven, uh, just the mere fact there's a lot of very modern techniques that I use there. You know, all kinds of cooking techniques and 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 and. Uh, you know, preparation techniques that that are very unique. So I wouldn't say it's any style. It's probably we would have to describe it's it's anything which is which is you know around the Mediterranean. You know, it could be Europe, it could be Turkey, it could be Israel. We don't go any more east. There's no any any far eastern influence, and there's no like South American influence. So anything which is around the Mediterranean, being it north or south of Mediterranean, goes modern technique, all very very uh, good raw materials. From the from the produce to the meat to to everything we use, it's just very very unique. Will will it be priced that way? I'm wondering what the consumers are thinking as they're listening to this conversation. It is expensive, but there's going to be the bang for the buck. I mean, it's definitely going to be value for the money. Say it again, Danny. Isn't it going to be like a chef's table style restaurant that you just come in and you pay? So we have yes. So this is another format that we're going to be encouraging people to to uh, to, to try, which is called the feast, where you basically pay one price and we feed you, and there are going to be waves of food coming, 
it's unlike the tasting, the, the, the classical tasting where you have a whole bunch of, you know, courses in very small format, right. which is not exactly what I, I assume the, the kosher clientele would like. It's a combination of sometimes, you know, family-style plates coming to the center of the table, some individually served, but it's basically four or five waves of food coming at you. And this way, number one, you don't have to sit and look at weird names on the menu, which you don't understand, you know, talk to the waiter for 25 minutes and then end up ordering steak anyways. <laughs> uh, He's been at know, my table, is it? Typical. From a consumer standpoint, I mean, I've been there, done that. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you get, it's much easier, the process is much easier, you get food quicker, which is, again, that clientele likes to, to, to have. <laughs> and then you get to experiment, really. You, you, you know, sometimes you'll tell somebody, you know, uh, you know, would you like to try some sweetbreads? Oh, no, no, I don't need that. I said, did you ever try it? No. Now, it's if right in front of you, you've, you might very well do, you know. It, that, 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 that kind of uh, the approach we're taking. So it's, it's, it's really from every which angle you look at it, it's, it's a whole different experience that, 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 that you could come and experience there. Danny Bronover is with us. He is the owner of Basil and now the brand-new restaurant, Meat, which opens this Thursday in Crown Heights. Rabbi Yaakov Berman is here. When did you first hear that there was some problem with the neighbors around the meat restaurant? So it's, it's interesting. Well, we, would, we, we, you, is that question to me? That, I'm, I'm asking Yaakov for a moment. Okay. I was actually at an event for a wonderful organization that supports uh, children of shluchim with disabilities. Wow. And I got a phone call from our assembly member, Diana Richardson. We have a long uh, friendship. And she told me that uh, she had heard from the neighbors and she had been at the site and there was some sort of uh, disagreement with the staff. To, and, and I know since then, Danny, the staff have apologized to her. One of the staff were a little disrespectful to her. And she told me what's going on, and I said, "I know Danny, and I know his restaurants. This, something's off here. Let's let's get together and work this out." And she agreed that we have to de-escalate the situation. And I called Danny, and Danny agreed. You know, he thought it was the right way forward. Let's let's meet and let's let's figure it out. And Diana was on board. She agreed. I mean, if you look on social media, I only saw this afterwards. There were comments like, "Let's throw a brick through the window, burn down the restaurant." With all, all the violence and the history in, in Crown Heights, right. it, was, it, was, it was scary. It was, it was frightening. We all agreed this has to be de-escalated. So um, we set up this meeting in Danny's restaurant, which Danny hosted. And you know, once the conversation started, we started to include all different types of groups and, and leaders and elected. And it ended up being a big meeting with with several elected officials. Different and, ethnic groups represented, etc. members of the community board right. and members of the block association and neighbors and artists. And it was, a, it was, I don't know, 25, Danny, 25 people there? What would you say? 25 people. Quite unbelievable. <laughs> and how did it go? How did the meeting proceed? Was it all right? I, I think the, the meeting had its challenges. I mean, for, for one, it, about an hour into the meeting, uh, somebody got up and said, well, we spoke to the owner of the building and they told us that, it, or he told us that it wasn't, Danny, right, and this happened July twelfth. This meeting. is in terms of covering over the. Uh, oh, we didn't even get to right. that. That's right. So no, um, right, that's the episode that right. happened so, where so somebody went ahead and. So what happened was that somebody went ahead and painted over a, or tried to paint over a mural, which is a a memorial mural, a memorial mural right. mural for Sean Price, which was a, a well-known sure. singer and respected in the neighborhood, and somebody attempted to paint it over and was stopped, and. The rumor started that it was Danny, and I, when I say the rumor, members of the immediate family of Sean Price, neighbors, um, called the police, made a, you know, and put online that it was Danny Bronover that that 
tried to paint over this mural, and it was completely it was a completely fabricated story. That prompted comments on social media: the Jews are trying to buy up the neighborhood, throw a, throw a brick through the window, take out the firearms. Really horrible, horrible comments, anti-Semitic comments, and incite, outright incitements. And I, I, I thought, you know, when I, this is a, a possible to explode. And we had this meeting, and I think we all walked out, even though there were some still disagreements, we all walked out in a better place, wanting to have this resolved. They, and do they know who was responsible for the mural? So at the meeting, this is, this is what was so outrageous, at the meeting, about an hour into the meeting after Danny was interrogated over and over, did you paint it over? Danny, did you paint it over? Some guy gets up, who's the president of the block, uh, the police community relations of, of 77th Precinct, and he says, oh, I spoke to the owner of the building on, on July uh, 9th or 12th, and um, he told me it was him. It was never Danny. And Danny's like, what? Now an hour into the meeting, you're telling me you know it's not me, and you're still accusing me for an hour? And half the posts on social media, and I mean, there were there were things like, this is a white man's restaurant. Let's hit him where it hurts. Let's comment on Basil. Let's comment on Yelp. Let's go on. Let's ruin his business. And people knew it wasn't him, and nobody made an effort to comment, to clarify, nothing. Wow. So what is the situation now? Is it de-escalated or not? I think it's 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 de-escalated on, on, on many levels. Can meat open up in a I, peaceful I, environment? I think it's I think it's safe to open, but it's safe it's safe to open, but I think Danny, you have security there as well, right? I well, that's one of the things I was blamed for. I mean, once once they got going, they blamed me for everything under the sun, because I actually opened the meeting and I told them uh, it was it was that time exactly where I said, look, New York has some serious problems. There's blackouts for hundreds of thousands of people, elderly and sick among them. There's a shortage of natural gas in New York City. They're flooding, and then there's my restaurant. <laughs> it all seems like in the same 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 level of urgency and severity. And, and, and which is ridiculous. All of a sudden, from some, some mural, which I had nothing to, I actually never noticed that mural because it's on a side street. The, the first I came it's to on Bergen further up, I was you don't really of see painting it from the restaurant. Say it again, Danny? So, no, the first time I learned uh, about the existence of the mural was when I started, you know, when they started accusing me of, of painting it over. Right. But, but, uh, and, and, and it's, and, but then they got going with, with everything. Well, how come you have security? You know, at the entrance to the restaurant, it, is that to keep the locals out? <laughs> you know, I said, you guys are threatening to shatter my windows, take firearms. <laughs> you know, uh, you, there's tips, exact scientific, or pseudo-scientific uh, technique of how to shatter windows without being noticed. And and you ask me, why do I have security? <laughs> and I mean, all kinds of you know, all kinds of accusations like that. But I, I think. I think, you know, I think at this point it, it's calmer. We do have security, and if, if we need, we'll bring more security. And, and obviously everybody's welcome. That's just to keep the, 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 the criminal element out. That's obviously not to, to discriminate against that clientele or the other clientele. I that, that's I, totally not the point. I, I mean, assume, who, who does that? I mean, I, for Yaakov, I, I assume that uh, public officials and law enforcement knows the restaurant's opening this weekend, right? I believe so. And at the meeting, a, a number of the elected officials that were there pledged to be supportive of the restaurant and help him with some of the challenges, the bureaucratic challenges he was going through. And I think that they did help, Danny. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. There's some some positive, you know, expressions of of, of you know assistance, etc. As well, there's there's definitely that that as well. Right. You know, Nacho, this was 1991. Oh boy, it would never the, the assemblyman would have never called me. There Correct. would never have been a meeting. Correct. And I think it would have ended in a best case scenario with a brick through the window. Correct. 
or, and and maybe with random violence in that area. That's correct. Um, yeah, there's no look. Communications, everything. It's obvious. Knowing you for the years we know you, it's obvious that you understand the beauty of communication, and 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 it's the only avenue. There's no other alternative other than trying to speak with public officials and have them bridge with you the gap between the communities. There are a lot of communities in Crown Heights. Correct. A lot of different ethnic groups. You know, but, uh, but I just want to point out that on, on the one hand, it's it's beautiful, and, and Danny saw firsthand we could talk openly, and people said things there at the meeting which, you know, were, 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 were problematic. And I've said at least we spoke. We got together and we walked out in a better place. But on the other hand, the, today in Crown Heights in 2019, somebody could write on Facebook, take out the firearm, throw a brick through the window. The Jews are buying up the place openly, anti-Semitic and, inci- and incitement, outright incitement. It's frightening that we still have on a, on a grassroots level, we still have a lot, a, a long way to go. Right, but that will likely never go away. That, that... Yeah, I mean, this, is, this, this, this goes back to, you know, Esau and Yaakov, you know. Yeah. And and it's uh, I mean I I understand I think it can go away with proper education prevention. Uh... Okay, I hear that, and I understand the the worth how worthwhile it is to try and to attempt because you do get results. It's not like you don't get results, but you're not going to reach everybody always. But look, if you could reach the community leaders and those who, you know, who who need to be. Uh, you know who needs to be communicated with. That's that's a big victory in my yeah. opinion. Yes, I agree, and I think this story had a very good ending so far. That right. we got together, we talked it out, and we uh, we worked it out. Are you going to invite the leaders of different ethnic groups to the opening, Danny? I don't have a grand opening as such <laughs> because we've been doing all kinds of testing before, but I definitely will try to extend invitations for them to come and and and. and experience it and it'll be my my with the greatest pleasure to host them you know, not to elected because you can't give them anything right. over 25 dollars and your right. can of coke is probably 25 dollars in your restaurant yeah i don't know how that works exactly you know today they're arrested for anything so i don't know you know you know uh basil um is looked at as a pretty unique name uh, people are wondering about meat because <laughs> I, I understand it's unique, but it, it doesn't quite have that same charm, if you know what I mean, as basil well, has. <laughs> I'll tell you my, my rule is. My rule is usually, I mean, because there's all kinds of uh, approaches. My rules in, in names are, for, for, for restaurants at least, or retail businesses, I'd like to stick to the language of the land, so that's English, and I'd like to stick to one name. And I'd like that name to somehow be associated with, with what we do. So this was the, the general criteria. Now, basil, because it was, you know, it was a pizza. Uh, yeah, it's not only pizza, but it's, you know, one of the f- basic items is pizza with a with wood-burning oven, et cetera. So basil is a very important ingredient. Well, you know, it's, it's one, of, one of the pizza-related ingredients. Now, this is about we, because we wanted to, and this is a dairy restaurant. As a, as a contrast to that, we wanted to make a meat restaurant. So we called it, you know, well, what am I going to call it? Why am I going to call it meat? So everybody says, you can't call it meat. Do it with a play, like meat, like meeting. You know, spell it differently, M-E-E-T, et cetera. I said, no, no, I don't want to play games. It's meat because we serve meat. That's what it is. And you know what? Nobody says it's a little bit of a strange name. I said, guess what? You're never going to forget that, right? So marketing-wise, not too bad. Yeah, no question about it. Just the fact that we're talking about it is a, is a good indication right. that you know what you're doing. <laughs> um, uh, listen, uh, uh, um, uh, Danny, good luck. Good luck with the restaurant. Uh, everyone should visit. This is uh, uh, we're, we're describing it as Kingston and Bergen in Crown Heights, correct? Right. 123 Kingston Avenue. 123 Kingston Avenue, north side of Eastern Parkway. If you're in front of 770, you want to go to the other side of Eastern Parkway. That's how I describe exactly. where your restaurants are. And we wish you the best of luck, and it should be a peaceful and uh, and wonderful ride over there on Kingston Avenue. Thank you very much. And a pleasure. 
Hope to see you. Bezrat Hashem. Hope to stop by. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world, on the web, at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. I'm keeping Rabbi Yaakov Berman here for a moment because I want to ask you practically, and this is not a commentary, and I'm not trying to, God forbid, insult or incite other neighborhoods. I'm just curious. We saw how Crown Heights is, and first of all, I don't know if you ever heard my father's Hespid for the Lubavitcher Rebbe, but one of the things my father speaks about in that Hespid is the fact that the Rebbe never allowed people to run away from Jewish neighborhoods. One of the few Jewish leaders in this country that made sure that that Jewish neighborhoods would stay Jewish neighborhoods, even in the 80s and 90s, when it was a much more of a challenge than getting off the three train is now on Kingston Avenue. Right? It's a joke now um, in, in terms of that. But so that's where we start from that point. But then um, we saw the expansion southward all the way to East New York Avenue, right? It's, is it past East New York Avenue? Yeah, way past. What would be, what would you consider now? What's there? I'm, I'm going to look at East the map Flatbush, for a second. It's, it's, it's all over. I'm going to look at the map for a second because I'm always fascinated by this stuff. Um, not to Linden Boulevard. Yeah, there's a minion. Even at, there? There's a, minion at the ho- there's a minion at the hospital now. At SUNY Downstate? I believe so, yes. So even that far down, there, there, there are... Enough people to make a minion? Yes. In that area? Yes. Must be pretty good housing prices. Or not so really. the houses are very small, and considering, considering the size of the houses, right. I don't think they're good. I mean, like, I don't know, five, dollars $600,000 for a little... Uh... Right, that's true. Nothing in New York has good housing prices. So way past Empire Boulevard. Correct. Wow. And then on the north side, what's the potential? Is it possible that this is going to expand in the areas that we just spoke about? First or, of all, that area is very gentrified near me. In general, you mean? In general. It's interesting that some of the opposition to the restaurant is coming from people that are what we, we call gentrified. The newcomers. And it, 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 I, I, was, I was troubled, like confused, like Why would all they people complaining about change in the neighborhood. You're complaining. You moved there two years ago, and you're complaining against the Lubavitch community that has been here since 1940. <laughs> right. What percentage of that area is, in fact, gentrified at this point? I don't know percentage. But, but is it a lot? Is there's, it? Yes. There's a, it's, it's oh, so if that's the case, then, then in fact, the Jewish community could expand there easily. The, the Jewish community, I mean, a few blocks away, there the people people live two blocks, three blocks away. Sure. Meaning in what direction? Toward Nose? Toward, the other? Se- toward 770. There's still... There's still uh, right, but that's more... St. John's is, what, three blocks? Right, but that's, but that's three blocks away from Eastern Parkway. What I'm asking is... is, is on the Eastern Parkway south side, there are plenty of people between 770 and Nostrand Avenue, correct? Correct. Could that happen on the other side or not? Absolutely. It I could. Think it's all about safety and, 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 right. and, 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 and you know, housing availability. Right. And on Eastern Parkway itself, on the, on the north side, is it, is it very Jewish already? It the, is, yes. The parkway itself is? Yes, it is. Unbelievable, I'll tell you. It is just incredible what's going on. But you should know, Nachum, yeah. that... that Gentrification doesn't just affect the African American community. I think it's one of the false the myth. narratives being told. Gentrification is about economics, right. and we have hundreds of young Lubavitch families in Muncie now because they can't afford housing in, in Muncie. We have in North Miami Beach. You have in New Jersey who will move out of Crown Heights for no this cho- reason. They have no choice. They have two two kids. And it's unaffordable. It's, it's what is it twenty two hundred dollars for for a two bedroom or a house is one point six million dollars in Crown. And Heights. Muncie's better. Yeah, Muncie's much better. Muncie, you get to, you get a property for a few for four hundred grand. 
And that's yeah. where they're going. So are there, are there Lubavitch shuls in Muncie now? Several Lubavitch shuls. There's several Lubavitch communities. And there, I think Shalom Archerabashkin lives in Muncie, actually. Wow. And there, but not just Muncie. In Jersey, in, in, in North Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, people are moving because they can't afford anymore the cost of living in Crown Heights. And this is a direct result of gentrification. Is Morristown popular or not? Morristown has the yeshiva. I'm, I'm right. a, I got my smich in Morristown, so I'm forever. Uh, We're very close with Rabbi Herson. Rabbi Herson, of course. Rabbi Herson's yeah. a, a important Chabad rabbi, a leader, and uh, Chabad's the chief shliach in New Jersey. Right. He leads the entire Garden State. Um, this, and I, I was waiting till you know. I mean, I'm, I'm glad Danny joined us, but I don't know if it's proper to speak about other restaurants while he's on. But this whole uh, craze that he started has spawned Izzy's. And Izzy uh, is opening now, uh, you know, a, a fried chicken uh, store on also there, right next to Basil. On that side? Yes, but he's having now challenges with. I think the the, the, the they won't connect. Like the, everybody else, yeah. you wait two years now for gas in New York. That's right. what he was alluding to. Right. He um, also, yeah. And uh, I I heard that this Allen B is doing well. Allen B is great. That's and that's great. off the beaten path. Allen B Allen B's on Nostin and right. Nostin and, but it's it's a half a block from Bistrifka, which is the large right. uh, Lubavitch girls' school. But it's a great restaurant, and you, and it brings in you know a lot of people. What people aren't, but the story is not being told. That these restaurants, it's true that the a lot of the customer base is from out of Crown Heights, right? But they bring business to the neighborhood. They're, 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 some of the um, the waiters are, right. are locals, the Mashgiach from Crown Heights, and not just the Jewish community. Right. The broader Crown Heights community is bringing a lot of business to the neighborhood. I think it's a beautiful thing. I was in a cafe the other day, like a simple coffee, and and what's on New York Avenue, I think. Was New it? York. I think so. I don't remember now. A simple cafe, like one of these just, you know, like, like you know, Danishes for three and a half bucks and, you know, a cup of coffee. Like one of these, you know, like a, kosher, like a Starbucks. But, yeah, in, in your neighborhood. Not kosher. Yes, not kosher. Of course kosher. On New York Avenue? Was it New York Avenue? What street does Mayor K live on? <laughs> Mayor K. Is he on New York Avenue? Which one is he on? Wherever he is, it was across the street from his house. <laughs> Mayor K, if you're listening, Mayor's K, Mayor K has been to my house many times, but I've go. never been to Mayor K's house. Oh, maybe it's President Street? Is that could be? Is that possible that I just described the place on President Street? Yeah, well, there's Chocolate, which is in the corner of, uh, which, which which probably sells for $5 uh, croissant, but uh, a coffee right. place. Um, I'm looking for it right now, literally. I'm sure people are intrigued by this conversation. <laughs> uh, I can't. All the way down? Uh, yes, yes. All the way down, meaning if you're on Kingston and then make a right on whatever street I'm thinking of, it's all the way down and on the right side. And I don't know which one it is. But anyway, I'm sure they're doing nicely because there was a pretty good crowd there when I saw them. <laughs> so there you have it. So there's a lot of very interesting eateries and options in Crown Heights. And and Danny did break the ice, and he deserves right. credit for that. Yeah, Plus, I mean, you have Mendy's Restaurant. You have Mendy's. In the a, museum. And you have Mermelstein's, which has been there since, uh, I don't know, 1970. What is that what type of restaurant? That's like uh, like Gottlieb's in Williamsburg. Mamish? As yeah. Hamish? I don't know. It's Hamish, but they have the. the... I mean, Lubavitch can't be as Hamish as Satmar, right? It's impossible. <laughs> Some, I don't know if they have the same authentic pastrami, but they, they actually uh, served food in the White House, I think, in the seventies. Pretty cool. So, yeah. And uh, which is the oldest pizza place you have? They have one in Kingston, right? It's Kingston Pizza, which right. is the oldest, but it's not so old. Kingston Pizza is only uh, I don't know, the nineties. That's it. Th- this this version of Kingston right. Pizza. There was another Kingston Pizza before that. So. What's the next neighborhood? Do you think? Or that, that that will be that'll start drifting. Well, you know, the, have you ever come to the kosher food crawl by uh, JJ Hecht and the Toys no. Plus Children? No. So every year, um, the Toys Plus Children has a food crawl, 
after after the summer where they all the restaurants in Crown Heights participate and they have s- sampling and I'll make sure to tell JD to loop what, you in this what year. month is that usually I think it's maybe I think it's L oh right before, right so. before Yontif I right. think so. I don't remember. I... So keep us in mind when it comes to when it comes to eating. We're very good at those events. Really good at those events. So a few hundred people come from out of the neighborhood, and they have nice. every Allen Allenby participates, uh, Basil participates, uh, Boof and Bun participates. All the great. Oh, that's another one we should have mentioned, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very close to Basil, right? Aren't they? Boof and Bun is directly across the street. Right. Yes. How are they doing? They're always full. So Everyone's guess, doing well. Yes, they're doing well. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, my thanks, Rabbi Yaakov Berman. Thank you for having me. A pleasure. And thanks for all your work in terms of trying to keep the peace and uh, keep the understanding going. Uh, Yaakov directs the Operation Survival, which is a drug prevention program in Crown Heights. Continued success with that. Thank you. And with being a leader in the community. And I thank you for being here this morning.